everyone. We are back for episode two here at Girls Interrupting Headquarters, and we are so happy to have you with us. This month, we're spying on Black Widow in her self-titled solo series, but first, the girls. I'm Shelby, and with me today, as always, is Demolition's expert, Monica. Hello, all. Tactical genius, B. That would be me. And Deadshot Sniper, Jackie. Woohoo! Hello, ladies. <laughs> Hello. Good to be here. So let's get things started with the, our From the Bullpen segment, and Jackie, I think you have our first topic. Yes, I want to talk about Bitch Planet. Oh my god. Right? So exciting. It's going to be the new title from Image, featuring Kelly Sue DeConnick is writing it, and then the artist is going to be Valentine Delandro, and I couldn't be more excited for this kick-ass, campy, amazing-sounding story. It's going to feature five leading ladies. They are trying to get off a Pino planet of all women, right? I know. Yeah, to laugh. That's one of those things. Um, I'm space right now. I won't it, apologize for giggling at that. I just won't. And you shouldn't. And you shouldn't. Because it's supposed to be campy and fun. And I think, uh, you know, with Kelly Sue in charge of it, it's definitely going to have those wonderful feminist vibes to it. But we're also going to get the fun and the real, like, women and the kick-assness. Yeah, so. I assume a lot of badassery. Yes. I'm, I'm really, really excited about it. It actually it doesn't come out till December. But please, please, please let your local comic book shops know that you want to read it. Pre-order this. everything. Exactly. Mm -hmm. We want it to be successful because we love Kelly Sue and we know it's going to be amazing. It was great. Uh, Jackie and Monica and I actually got to see Kelly Sue at a comic book shop not too long ago. and she Shelby wasn't invited. No. Poor Shelby had to go to work. (laughs) (laughs) Like Um, a real person. I was actually at a baseball game. Oh, oh, that's right. Wow. Wow. Next year, next time, she regretted every decision she made that yes, day. Yes, so much regret. Mostly because uh, I want Kelly Sue to be my best friend. Kelly Sue, if you're listening, my number is available. <laughs> Just you know, we email love me. Yeah, because I love you so much. She was really great in person. It was nice. There were only twelve or eighteen of us in the back of this tiny comic book shop, and she answered all the questions. And just had, like, a really real discussion with mm-hmm. everyone. It was it was pretty amazing. And uh, so much respect. So, Bitch Planet, look out for it, kids. Hell yeah. Everybody's non-compliant. <laughs> B, what do you got for us this month? I'm taking a little veer away from comic books right now to talk about the brand new Percy Jackson book that's actually coming out this week on the 7th. I worked a little magic and got to read it a couple of days early, which I was really excited about because holy crap, do I love this series. <laughs> it's it's for kids. Uh, it's by Rick Riordan. Actually. Is it? It's only for kids. It's not only for kids. Okay. It's pitched for kids. It like it goes in the section for kids seven to twelve. Look, we do what we want. Okay? <laughs> but I feel like Rick Riordan's story is is so well done. It's it's so it's so creative. It's so full of heart and joy and and real real weight. You know, the, even though these are kids, you feel like they're really they're really fighting for for their lives and to save the world. And it's it's so much fun. They have real backgrounds and they experience actual loss, which I think yeah. is important. It brings a lot of gravitas to the story that I mean I still miss Beckendorf and he died in book four of the first Percy Jackson series yeah spoilers (laughs) this is this is read it anyway well and I think the women are always kick-ass in it too he does a good job of you know representing well well one of my favorite things in this particular book which uh, is called the blood of Olympus it's the fifth in the second Percy Jackson series so the tenth total book is this the last one total? Yeah. Of this series, yeah. There, Because his next series is actually going to be about... I know, we all got guys, really I'm gripping, excited. I'm you gripping Beatrice's arm tight because I never want Percy Jackson to stop. <laughs> Please continue. Uh, his next one is called Heroes of Asgard. 
So oh, it's really? Gonna be, yeah, it's going to be... Like the Egyptian one he did between yes. his Percy, first Percy, second Percy. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So we're going to do a different set of uh, gods and goddesses. But one of my favorite things about this book is that some of uh, is the uh, the lady friendships that we have between Piper and Annabeth and Raina and some of the other girls in this series is that they really come to depend on each other. And there's no sort of stereotypical infighting. There's no arguing over boys. They're not in this book. They're, previously in the narrative, there had been a little bit. But I feel like as they continue their quest... And they rely on each other more. They they really come to depend on each other, and they can can work together better than they had before. Well, and even in the other books, while there was infighting between the girls, it did not seem forced. It all came from a place that would yes. make sense that they would pick these fights or have these disagreements with each other. Mm-hmm. It never felt like, oh, this is a trope I have to do as an author with women in my stories. Well, and they were never cardboard. They were always full, realized characters. So. No. Yeah. Like, uh, one of the most prominent characters in this book is is Reyna, who we meet not at the, the Greek camp, but at the Roman camp. And she's a, a praetor, and she's in charge, and she had kind of had a crush on one of the other Praetors, Jason, who then leaves, and Jason, you know, starts dating somebody new, and then Percy comes onto the scene, and she's like, oh, hey, here's this guy who's really smart and very competent, and if I can sway him over to my camp, you know, maybe he would take Jason's spot, and also he's pretty cute, maybe we could go out. And uh, Percy's like, yeah, not not so much. And so she gets a little angry with him for throwing her down, um, even though he's very nice about it. They also have a past. They do, yeah. So it's, it's very complicated, but... Uh, Worth a read. Definitely check oh out God. all of the Percy Jackson books. If you haven't heaven. read Rick Riordan, you should. Regardless um, of what the age group is, they're heavy, they're good, they're, they have a lot of background, there's a lot of meat to these stories. And not, Percy Jackson is the best. Do not, do not, do not watch the movies, please. No! Oh my God, you. no. Never. Never watch the movies, and also don't judge the books by the movies. No. If I you promise. have a choice between watching the movies and, I don't know, staring at a blank wall, choose the wall. It's much it's more better interesting. better use of your two hours. Yeah, it'll induce less rage. I feel that's true. Yeah. Yes. My bullpen story is little known character Squirrel Girl is getting her own book. Very yeah. exciting. Oh my god. Pretty exciting. Yet another solo female title added to Marvel's list. And it's this really fun character. She has her powers include a bushy tail and claws, a little bit of super strength, teeth like a squirrel, and she can communicate with squirrels. Which, who doesn't want to do that? I mean, they're so <laughs> smart. They obviously have a lot to say. <laughs> but the best part about Squirrel Girl is she, I feel, has yet to lose a fight. She beat Doctor Doom, she beat Thanos, she beat a lot of people. And so I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds pretty interesting. Who's writing it? It's uh, Ryan North is writing it, and the art is by Erica Henderson. So cool. Ryan North um, of Dinosaur Comics fame, <laughs> <laughs> which if you don't read this comic, it is the exact same set of I think five panels. Oh, is that the one? Just, just yeah. Okay. Same panels. <laughs> yeah. Same five panels just, every day, and just changes the text. Yeah. And I don't know how he's been doing this for years. <laughs> I still laugh. Uh, I would say my favorite thing about Squirrel Girl is in uh, in New Avengers, uh, she comes on to be Luke Cage and Jessica Jones's babysitter after they have their baby girl, and she has a, a, a run-in with Wolverine in the Avengers Mansion, and it's uh, hinted at that they once had a thing. <laughs> uh, that, what? That they, they sort of run into each other, and she's like, I hope you can be professional. <laughs> Everything because with a name like Squirrel Girl, I really thought she was a teenager, and you were going to tell me yet again how Wolverine took her under his Wolverine wing and taught her stuff. No, no they boned. Not this time. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. 
That so was... obviously that's a way to get Wolverine into the solo title. Yes. So they, have a, they have a past. Well, Wolverine needs to be in every single title. I mean, well, I mean, I guess he's, he's dead. dead now. <laughs> but I mean, Maybe he's not going to be dead his for ghost, long. His ghost? I don't know. We'll don't see. Know. Yeah. Give it, can, she can Give it a year. Give it a year. She can be missing him since Look, he's going to be dead. comic book death, right? <laughs> <laughs> so as we record this, today they just announced uh, that they're bringing back Twin Peaks uh, the television series after 25 years, and I don't think any of you guys have watched that. Nope. No. Is it bringing back or rebooting from the beginning? They're bringing it back. What? Which, if you haven't watched... Same this, people 25 years later? This is what I'm hoping for. Oh my god. Cool. So, the thing about Twin Peaks, I actually just finished watching it, like, two weeks ago, and... Oh god, it's like magic. They did it just for me. I'm 100% sure of it. I feel like we maybe need to research whether or not Shelby has discovered superpowers. Um, I have some stuff I'd like you to rewatch for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. To, to be fair, so, if I had superpowers, absolutely, I would. I would make sure it was bringing back TV shows that I. Oh liked. yes, yes, yeah. I think that's the best use of your your powers. Agree. Can I get you to watch some Star Trek right now? Or I don't know, Firefly. Firefly. Like... <laughs> <laughs> the Adventures of Briscoe County Junior. I mean, oh my god! Let's be real. Oh my god! I that love, show back. I love that show. I never watched that. I think <gasps> I could do it with some. I know he's still on television. He had he's plenty of time. Right now. He had time. I want him in the Ferrari and the West Hawaiian Wing, shirt. West Wing, West Wing, <gasps> West Wing. You got seven years of the West Wing, guys. Whatever. Four of which were just seven. fine. Ooh, you know who should be president <laughs> in New West Wing? Um, Zoe, with her husband, Charlie. Oh my god, please. I would die. I would die. Oh, would Sorry, we totally stole. We ran away with <laughs> I'm shocked. Like I did. <laughs> What's the name of this podcast again? It's something <laughs> applicable right now. I can't, yes. I can't think of it. Wonderfalls? Huh? I don't really uh, like Wonderfalls. No, I like I don't know. Pushing Daisies. <gasps> I would do. I could deal with more Pushing Daisies. Mm. That department. Anyway, Twin Peaks. Anyway, Twin Peaks. So all of those wonderful shows that we just named <laughs> really wouldn't be possible without Twin Peaks. And I mean, whether you like it or you don't like it, like it was one of the first shows that came out and did these absolutely just strange episodes. They were weird. They were really good, but they were so different than anything else that had been on TV at the time. We wouldn't have had Lost. We wouldn't have had those, the serialized long-form storytelling really started with Twin Peaks. And so oh, I didn't know that. It really owes a huge debt. Um, that's great. I love the serialized. Because that's my favorite. Like, I can't yeah, even yeah. watch, like, single arc episodes no, anymore. episodic stuff I'm getting more yeah. and more tired of. I'm just bored. Yeah. And it went off the rails towards the end. It just got well, really strange. Um, even yeah, more, I mean, it's David Lynch, you know, but, yeah. um... I mean, let's be honest about some of our favorite television shows. <laughs> let's be, let's be real. Yeah. So, you know, the, the way it ended is it actually kind of had a little secret shout-out to be like, oh, 25 years later, um, and so it's actually going to be time to be exactly 25 years later. So it really oh works. Oh my god! Oh my god! That's epilogue. amazing! That's awesome! They've been plotting this for a long time, you can tell. So they haven't really released That's any so details, cool. but, wow. um... I you know I hope they bring all all the weirdo characters back mm-hmm. and they're just fantastic. So I mean anyway, I'm excited about that and they did it just for me. So obviously I mean how could they not? All right guys, now that we're all warmed up, I think it's time for our main event. Woo-hoo! Awesome. So this month we all read the first eleven issues of the latest Black Widow solo series. They're written by Nathan Edmondson and drawn by the fantastic Phil Noto. Oh my oh, god, I love him so much. So as it is a solo series series. It focuses on her adventures outside of the Avengers with a mostly all-new supporting cast. And ladies, what do we think? Well, to begin with, the art is fantastic. Basically, so. that's my first note. Yeah, the yeah. art is amazing. Yeah. I've read it, I've read it, I read it through when it first started, and then I did a reread for this, and I popped up in that first page, and very next thing I wrote down was the art, though. 
<laughs> no, there are some of when he does like a big splash page that I'm like, can I have that on my wall as an eight by ten? I would yeah, like to track gorgeous. him down and just like own things that he makes. Wow, yeah. not creepy at all. Phil, no, no, <laughs> but the great thing is, like, you can have like any panel in in any of the comics. You freeze frame on it, and it, you could like blow it up and put it on a poster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like this icon. It's like <clears throat> iconic feeling. Like it's like a pop art, like from the mm-hmm. '60s or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, I. I I got a definite late 60s vibe, and usually I don't really enjoy that so much. The color scheme and the fuzzy camera work always kind of bugged me, but he is able to be both soft-focused but have a lot of detail, which I still do not understand how he does it, Yeah, but it's gorgeous. But I love I love the watercolor kind of pastel-like yes. feel yeah. of it. I think it brings something a lot to that it, That you don't actually. see in a lot of comics, um, And he's really great... At emoting, like all of the characters really, you know, there's no static look Mm -hmm. in their eyes. You you can definitely feel uh, what they're going through. I did notice a lot of the panels, it is, a lot of them are emotional panels. There's a moment where the lawyer is in a car listening to people plot his and Natasha's deaths, basically. And there's no words coming from him, but you can definitely see him basically plotting their murder. And then you kind of see that go down, and I really liked... I love the the lawyer, Isaiah. He's great. I know. I was really sad when he got kidnapped. I was super like, sad. I was like, um, what's going to happen? I can't handle this. Yeah. Especially because they've spent, I mean, she's so isolated in yeah. these issues that the one person that she's sort of kept in her life mm-hmm. and kind and of kept in the, exactly kept in the loop to the point where she trusts him and mm-hmm. like, you know, he helps her and stuff, and then having him kidnapped, it was kind of like, oh, God. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I saw that coming, clearly, but it was right. like... Yeah. But as a reader, I think the writing was really well done in that, that we were all super stressed out about Isaiah, because he's such he's such an asset to her, for someone who doesn't really necessarily need an asset, but he's so important to, like, what she's doing right now, and protecting her when she can't protect herself, that his loss would have been huge, I think. And in a character that, you know, Natasha's been a character on the Avengers for, what, 50 years. Yeah. You know, and this guy, we've known him for three, four issues by the time that he gets kidnapped, and we're already invested. And I yeah. think that's a testament to the writing of to where he can create this character that we automatically, automatically sympathize yeah. and empathize with, if not for him, then for Natasha's sake. Well, yeah. he, he's so interesting on his own, too. Like, he seems so plain and mild-mannered, but he took out an entire car of people... He tased that guy in London. I actually kind of love that he kind of sort of takes care of the shit she's not willing to. Or that maybe keeps it off her plate knowing she's really busy. Yeah, she's got a lot to deal with. Yeah, Yeah. and And so that he can take care of these things for her and just be like, hey, I'm willing to go there. Yeah, I will do this thing for you. I love that part when, you know, toward the end when he's in London and she's in Prague. Mm -hmm. And she's like, okay, go, you know, beg for more money. And he's like, ugh, beg. I'll do more than beg. And I thought that meant like, Big dinners and spent. No, he tasted that guy and basically said, "Give me what you owe us, or we're gonna have a problem." And I was like, "I'm in. I love you forever." This is straight up Punisher style, you guys. You know how much. Well, you I know, like uh, Nathan Edmondson also writes Punisher. I know that now. I did not know that the first time through. So that's also, why we got a little cameo. Punisher showed up, and it was the best issue <laughs> ever. Because I'd like to point out, if Punisher is telling you that you probably shouldn't kill this guy. You may need to think about your, <laughs> your life choices. choices. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that dude will kill pretty much anyone. Not well, really. But. I did like that, you know, 
obviously Black Widow is a character that doesn't shy away from killing people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in a, you know, a lot of the comics that we read, especially, you know, the bigger Marvel DC, they don't want to have their heroes killing people. But in this, you know, she killed a ton she of killed people. A ton of people. But it's interesting to me to kind of go through the different characters and say, well, when is this character willing willing to kill and why? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like, where's the line? Exactly. Because with, with Widow, she's like, if it's part of the mission, um, she has no problem doing it. She's not going to do too much of it. She's right. going to do what's efficient and what's necessary. what's necessary. And, you know, and I, I was comparing it to, like, X-23 at the end of the 11th yeah. one, where you could see her getting angry, and she mm-hmm. would kill at the drop of a hat. Oh, yeah. X-23's good. Well, X-23 is much younger. Yeah. Well, but the thing is, is, like, uh, Black Widow, if you're going with all of her history, has a lot to be rageful about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, she is equal, if not more, to be rageful about than X-23. She has more control, too. But I feel like X-23 is so much younger and hasn't been through yeah. as as much in the sense that she hasn't learned how to deal with all right. of it yet. Well, also, like, X-23 is a fighter, but she's not a spy. Like, yeah. Right. Natasha she was actually never form. given... She was never given the <clears throat> tools that Natasha has. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, Because Natasha 100% can turn off her humanity yeah. and get the job done. I mean... And I don't... And X-23 never learned how to do that. Because she does. This is my first experience with X-23. Really? Yeah. I, I, I keep meaning to read the one by um, Marjorie Liu. Mm, because so I saw her at New York Comic Con and she mm-hmm. was delightful. Mm-hmm. And then Jackie wrecked her to me. I just haven't got it done well, yet. And, and so. Marjorie Liu has written, you know, the best Black Widow story of all time. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Name, my Name God. Of the Rose. That's right. Name of the Rose was mm-hmm. so good. Hands down. And Definitely so, read that, you guys, if you haven't. <laughs> So it was just nice for me to, it's my first experience with X-23, and all I got out of it was, I must now go read Marjorie Lou's X-23. Yeah, her solo stuff is really good, and also illustrated by Phil Noto. Oh, damn. Guess There's what I'm at, the end. Yeah. at the end, yeah. Still, I mean, it's a prize at the end of the, the last. The last issue of that series was actually... Um, oh, my God. No spoilers, guys. No, it was a completely silent issue. Oh, no. So there was no dialogue. No dialogue. So it was just all the art. All the art. And obviously, yeah. you know... With Phil Noto. And I mean, it, he can do it. Yeah. And one of the great things that I love about like a series like this when the artist and the writer stays the same for so long is you mm-hmm. can see how they work together and how well... How they the, trust each other. And yeah. how it flows together. And that's, you know, 11 issues in and you can tell that these guys work really well together. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things is when you get the writer-artist pair mm-hmm. that just and they're, they're work together. the whole run. Yeah, I, I love artists who do that who will work with <clears> the same writer over and over again. Like, I love Karen, uh, Kieran Gillen and Jamie McKelvey working mm-hmm. together over and over again because I always know that I'm going to get top-notch work from that team. It's like Matt Fraction and David Asia. Oh, yeah. They did um, Danny Rand, mm-hmm. and now they're doing... Hawkeye, which is great. Also, he showed up! Or Scott, Snyder, right. um, Scott Snyder and uh, Greg Capelo. Yes, yes. Um, Are they doing, they're doing The Wake right now, right? No. Did they, did they... they do Batman right now, but... Uh, um, they're doing it, Witches. I don't think he's I don't doing think Witches. Oh, okay. Artist, yeah. But I it think, is Scott Snyder. Yeah, but I love them together. Like, they do... You can tell that it's simpatico that way, like, where they just are um, definitely trust each other they give mm-hmm. some notes but there's also you can tell that there's a big well it's got like to be Fiona and Fiona uh, and um, um Brian Brian yeah. it's got to be easier as a writer to be able to know that you can just really write out the dialogue and trust that your artist will be able to do a better job staging than you ever would and to be able to like hand that off and have that trust I think is really important because I'm sure a lot of writers have worked with artists that maybe aren't as great at that kind of stuff and so having to write out all the blocking it's gotta be exhausting especially when you're doing work for the big two you know Mm -hmm. if you're working for Marvel and DC you don't really get to pick 
your artist all the time. They're going to assign you somebody. They're going to say, well, this year we want you to work on these three titles, and you're going to work with these three artists, and that's just how it is. Which is such a strange way That must be frustrating. It all comes down to trust uh, and how you can trust your partner. Speaking of trust. Exactly. (laughs) You took my segue. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think, I will say that I was a little bit, I guess disappointed is probably too strong that we've kind of got the sad girl trope going on with Natasha in the sense that she's very isolated and very alone and very just kind of sad. She drinks her wine alone and she maybe won't. I never really got a sad vibe. I got like an exhausted and heavy like weight of the world vibe but I never really got like sad. I kind of took it as this is something that she has to do away from the Avengers like from that when she sees Hawkeye out of the window and he just falls for, on that car. Yeah, and you just you just see him <laughs> that for that. That was amazing. It's like, I want to actually know if that's a scene from one of the Hawkeyes. It's definitely. It's gotta be, yeah, right? Yeah. I remember him hitting a car <clears throat> yeah. at one point. No, it definitely it feels like looking out of a window into somebody else's comic book. Yeah. yeah. It was great. It was nice. But when she sees that and she lets it, ha- you know, she yeah, lets she it go, it. she doesn't go out there and she very much says, well, sometimes there's things we need to do on our own. And mm-hmm. I think there's so much goes back to her past that I think she still feels guilty about and that she says, you know what, I do all these good things with the Avengers and that's one thing and that's separate. That's mm-hmm. her that's her day-to-day life. But then she says, well, I have to spend all my free time making up for all these bad things that mm-hmm. I do. And she doesn't want the Avengers p- being a part of that because she doesn't want them in that part of her life. Well, I think it'd be hard to drag someone like Thor or Cap or even like Jessica or Peter Parker into... The kind of darkness that she's making up for, and that's why we see the the people that she pairs up with. Yeah, I mean, we see all the Punisher, the we versions, see yeah. uh, the Winter Soldier, we see well, Hawkeye. Can I say? I wonder. I, I this might be me reading too much into it because of like Bucky and Natasha are like one of my big time Marvel OTPs, I'm and super I'm so mad that I'm, she doesn't remember. Him. No, I'm I'm still really sad that they're broken up, and now he's in space or whatever. But we have that one issue where she sees him, and they have. They have that interaction, and they have a moment where he calls where he says, wait, Natasha, and she looks at him, and she's like, what, Barnes, what do you want, what is it? And he's like, nothing, just be careful, be careful. And I, like, my heart just breaks, because she doesn't remember him, and, sorry, you're giving me a look, but at the end of the Winter Soldier run, she has her memory modified by a bad guy, and so... And he erases Bucky. So she, so he remembers that they had this big... This big love. Love, love but she doesn't remember that at all. Oh, no, you know, I, I read that and I just thought they had broken up and she was just like over it. See, I, I actually picked up uh, that, because it said in the in the front cover, like, she doesn't remember him because of a bad guy. Oh, yeah. you expect but, me to read the front cover? <laughs> Look, Shelby, cover to cover, you're supposed to read these things. But I, I actually, the second time through, I was really mad the first time, but the second time through I noticed that they were still kind of like doing their like flirty stuff and her comment at the end before she left you always manage to surprise me. I think either they're coming back or it could happen again because they're obviously like well, supposed to have this epic story. Well, the, the, she says you always manage to impress me, which is a thing that he says about her frequently. Like oh my God, you even see more that heartbreaking you then. see in in like when he's Captain America when in the Winter Soldier, I, I, he says that turn of phrase at least twice or three times um, about how he's always impressed by her, how she's always amazing, and so so yeah, I mean. I, I wonder if part of her isolating herself, well, is that she feels a loss there that she doesn't know is there. Oh, and she's not sure what it is, so she can't deal with it. Well, that that mm-hmm. that when she do, does these kind of things, that in the in in before she lost her memories, who would she reach out to help her with that? It would be Bucky, and yeah. now she doesn't have that person, so she just stays by herself. 
Well, and I guess, because, like, I think where my thing was coming from is she's kind of surrounded with people, right, that she doesn't trust or whatever, and she isolates herself that way. And I think that the my whole disappointment, I guess, is that she feels discontent, or at least that's my impression, with the life she has. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In the sense that, like, she's not doing enough, or it's not enough, or whatever it is. And I kind of always expected her to be more... I guess, content and happy with the way that, you know, she's dealing with stuff. You know, I, I don't expect her, I mean, obviously to erase all the awful well, this stuff might that's be, ever happened Well, this might be it. why it's a great thing that this is a solo title, mm-hmm. is that when she's an Avenger, she seems really content. She's always together. She's always got a plan and a backup plan, and they always seem to work out. And so what I noticed reading through this mm-hmm. and my girl with this is that <clears throat> like the first two or three, the mission goes awry. And yeah. I'm like, is this a comment on... Her being rusty as a spy, is this a comment on her lawyer not doing research, or is this, like, this is what it's like to be a spy. Sometimes Mm -hmm. the plan doesn't Mm -hmm. work out, sometimes you get bad intel, sometimes there's no such thing as researching enough or preparing enough, and what makes her the best spy ever is she's able to recover and still come Mm -hmm. out on top. Yeah, And so it might be that that discontent and sadness that you're feeling is so different from what we normally see because this is the side that the Avengers don't get to see. The dirty side. Yeah. Right. yeah. And, and, and so it's like a window into this. I'm pretty sure she wouldn't want us seeing this, mm-hmm, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. So it might be that, that we're seeing like what's really going on with her since she's always wearing a mask of some kind. Yeah, which is, I do appreciate that. But it is, you know. it's kind of But a it's a little jarring yeah. in some ways, you know, because even, like, Name of the Rose, she didn't really feel that way. Yeah, she was still Natasha. You know, and so in this one, like, we really get <clears throat> the, the more vulnerable side of her, which is, is great, weird. But it is, it's very jarring for yes. me to see her that way. Yeah. Like, can we talk about the cat? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I love when she starts, I can't even, you can't come in at all, and then suddenly, like, the cat lives with her. That's cute. I also like that the cat is, like, who she tells her stories to. Because she doesn't have Bucky. She doesn't have someone to come home to. And I think you're right in that she thinks she shouldn't. Because she did make a moment, you know, or make a statement. People who have a home life or people who have people to come home to don't tend to last in this line of work. I feel like she's trying to justify not having someone, even though she feels that loss. Mm -hmm. And so she's using this cat as, like, a safety not net, but like, a way to have that without endangering anyone. Because she says that, and I feel like she's not 100% wrong, but that's a, a generalization that's not always true. I feel yes. like there are there are probably, I mean, um, Luke Cage and Jessica Jones are making it work. I feel like there are other people who can make it work. I think it just makes it harder. Do yeah. we have any idea what the hell was up with Daredevil? What a Why jerk. Is God, what a Daredevil jerk. is always a pretentious, judgmental jerk. But okay? he's usually not that bad. Do we have any idea know. what happened Every time to I've him? I've met up with him, he's been a jerk. But I also, think there's I've probably met him in Punisher comics. So. Oh, yeah. And Daredevil, and, yeah. They don't get along. They don't get along. I feel like there's probably some story that we may have missed. Yeah, that, that there's something that, there. That... Because I was like, why is he being so? Well, it said it said that they were in love once, and so it well, might they definitely be like a bad up breakup before and stuff. But I mean, I've read some comics where they mm-hmm. hooked up, but it wasn't like a love affair. It was more like he took what she gave him, <clears throat> and she kind of took what she wanted. Well, I think that might actually be why he's pissed. Daredevil, I feel, is not really a hookup kind of guy, and so. Maybe he went in thinking that he could be that person for her, 
and she was for him, but Natasha doesn't do that with very many, and she yeah. wouldn't do that with Matt Murdock, so. <laughs> I love your, like, disdain. <laughs> Matt Murdock. I don't really like Matt Murdock. He's judgmental. Matt Murdock. He rides around on that high horse all the damn time. All he does is tell Punisher not to murder people. And that's well, it's offensive, because Punisher has a goal in life, and he to has a To kill everyone? He has a moral code. Just because it doesn't match Daredevil's doesn't mean he's wrong. Just because it doesn't match anyone's. It matches his and it here's, matches Here's his. the thing, though. Is that, uh, is that, isn't it true that Daredevil has killed people? Like, a handful of people? We, we were just... I'm pretty sure. Um, I've only read some really old Daredevil, so we're talking, like, Frank Miller. Oh, then he um, definitely killed people. Yeah. So, I'm not sure about, like, current continuity uh my best friend mad really wants me to read them and so he's like trying to convince me i need to read all of them no, no, and so i started with volume one and then i haven't read anything pretty much after that i think i'm probably gonna give up sorry matt uh, i read a little daredevil in the ultimate universe when i first started and you know i got through maybe a paperback a trade paper he, I can't, the high horse judgmentalness on everyone except him himself drives me crazy. I read, uh, I read most of Mark Wade's run on Daredevil, which is supposed to be the best. Yeah, I heard that was the best. I really and it was, that one. it was okay. I mean, Natasha was in it some, but it didn't really do anything for me. Um, I, I know that he's in San Francisco now because, uh, he yeah, got, he got out of his Daredevil and he oh, lost right. his, uh, ability to practice law in New York. But he had, at one point, previously, lived in San Francisco, and so he still had the license to practice out here. So he moved out to San Francisco. And there was a whole thing where Did his... he keep his name? Because I feel like they're going to find out. Yeah, no, Dare, like Daredevil is still spotted, like, swinging around San Francisco. So Did he's... Matt Murdock open a lawyer's office? Well, I love that I he's feel like they're gonna swinging put that around. Together. What is he, Spider-Man? Sorry, wrong verb choice. Well, he has that stupid cane that has rope in it or something. Um, he, he, yeah, his, yeah. Uh, he's got a rope? Yeah, it's, does he have a whip or something? Yeah, it's like a whip, but he uses oh, it to literally whip. swing around. Oh, you're right. He does That's do this right. thing. But yeah, he's got a new partner, because his old partner, uh, Did faked he? his death. Yeah. <laughs> Just to get away from Daredevil? It was hella sad. I mean, can you blame him? Can uh, you imagine the judgmental conversations from Daredevil in the morning over coffee? Terrible. Just because he doesn't like Punisher. Look, I just really hate Matt Murdock. Okay? We're getting all off track. Let's stop hating okay. on this guy and get back to Black Widow. Who is great? I don't want to get you. I, you're getting raged up. I, I am. I worry about your heart. My face is turning gold. Don't hulk out. <laughs> Look, if anyone's going to hulk out, it's you. It's going to be me. Uh, I would like to talk about Maria Hill and Maria Hill. Natasha's relationship. My girl. Delightful. Maria Shelby's Hill. girl, Maria Hill. Well, you know, what I liked about it is that, you know, we go back to the, the trust thing. And Maria Hill absolutely 100% trusts Black Widow mm-hmm. all the way, all there the way. and back. But she also isn't sentimental about it. No, not the Red Cross people. Yeah. Yeah. I love that line. How oh, that I was like, like what if, you know, what if blah, blah, blah. And she goes, we're not the Red Cross. She knows what she is. She knows what we are. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Which is true. Natasha would never hold that against her. Natasha knows what her job is. Mm-hmm. And also because... I think Maria also pretty much knows that she can get herself out of it. Even if she, yeah. even if she gets into trouble, gets burned by S.H.I.E.L.D., Black Widow's probably going to get out She's of it. She's probably yeah. going to make it, yeah. I just really liked um, in issue five when they meet up on that park bench and Natasha has that bottle of vodka prepped and waiting for her. And the last scene of Maria is just her drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, being director's pretty rough, huh? <laughs> I love Maria Hill. I oh, love that great. moment. It was so awesome. And, and I love that they're like it. lady friends, yeah. you know? Well, I like, yeah, the the amount of ancillary characters who are women. I mean, mm-hmm. um, besides... And the Raven woman. 
Yeah, she, who I mean, Tori, who we see a couple of times. Yeah, she's not a very good person. Well, I, I feel like she might be under someone's thumb or being blackmailed. She obviously doesn't want to be working with them. I feel like it's more of a, like, she just they does where money. the money is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's like a merc. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can't really hold that against her. No, I don't. No. Uh, but I, I just, I like that for, for that role... Like, it could have been a dude, you know, mm-hmm. it would have made little to no difference, but the fact that they chose to make it a woman, you know, I like. Yeah. I like that we've got Maria Hill in charge when I they suppose they could have used Nick Fury. And I'm interested to see where the, the arc is going, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. I want to figure it out. Well, I love the super secret, shady bad guy that like, mm-hmm. no one seems to that, know That about. knows everything. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really excited about a bad guy we don't already know. And they seem to imply some sort of, like, psychic ability. Mm-hmm. Yes. I was, I was thinking, oh, don't you already know that? Yeah. They, they did that a couple times, and I was kind of like, all right, well, maybe there's something there. It felt a little S.H.I.E.L.D. season one Yeah, with the clairvoyant. With the clairvoyant. Mm-hmm. You know, I did think that, like, there was a lot... Of, it felt, like, very much um, movie Black Widow in some of, like, the very much the red in her ledger mm-hmm. and the way that she manipulated people while she was being interrogated. It yes. felt very much like the movie. And, I mean, I figure, you know, you gotta use that. You gotta take as much story. I loved that. And I, I thought loved, it was yeah, great. I, think, I love that they bring in the interrogation skills. Yeah, I like that they're the, picking the really great stuff of both universes to use inside of each other. Mm-hmm. I really like the interweaving, too. Because it's all from the same parent company. They're all kind of the same Good branding. Characters. Well, yeah. and of course, you know, you're going to get people who watched Avengers and were like, and this my God, that lady them. was kick-ass. Yeah. Let's figure this yeah. out. Mm-hmm. And then, so you have to have some kind of crossover there. Well, and I think they're doing a good job. The best yeah. rule of making good art is to steal from other good artists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> steal like an artist is basically the, the, the top rule of how to make good stuff. Yeah. And so you look around at what everybody else is doing, and you're like, all right, I'm going to take that. Mm-hmm. I also I also like all the little mentions of the Avengers when she had that little speech like Hawkeye does in the Hawkeye books where she was like you know I'm not a philanthropist robot yeah <laughs> and, you know all that stuff I really like the tiny little shoutouts to remind you while this is on the outside of that universe she is still involved with these people they are still a part of her life mm-hmm. and it's just it always makes me smile a little because I'm excited that she also likes them yeah. and maybe misses them sometimes agreed uh, right. before we finish up I, there was one thing I forgot to mention while we were talking about the art. Is is that it's, it should be something that goes without saying, but I want to mention it anyway. That I like how he draws her like a human being. Yes. That there's she's no there's no skinny. boobs and she's butts. Got a waist, mm-hmm. natural waist. Yeah, that her clothes fit her like clothes fit a human being. <laughs> or like, <laughs> like giant balloon boobs. Yeah, or like an agent would wear a mm-hmm. cat suit and that is a cat suit. Well, and have the boobs be separate. That is the one yeah. thing that drives me oh, crazy. Yeah. There is no situation in which the boobs are molded no. into a shirt. No. When you wear a shirt, they get stretched across. That's what yeah. happened. Yeah. Well, and that there's the episode. I'm sorry, the episode, the issue where she takes uh, the shield job t- and she goes to that embassy and it gets blown up. And she's wearing that regular suit. She's wearing a suit with flats. Yes. Which I noticed when she climbed the building next. She door. had flat feet. I noticed that too when I was reading because she literally landed on a window when she was saving Isaiah, mm-hmm. and it was flat against the thing. I was like, thank God. There's no way a superhero woman would be running around in any kind of Because field. she knew what she had to be there for, so she was mm-hmm. wearing, you know, a business suit, but with flats. And yeah. I was like, excellent. And this is, you know, just because it's me, but um, he always does the makeup right. And <laughs> that is like a thing. Our resident makeup artist. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I work eyeliner. Uh, I work at Sephora, people listeners. <laughs> um, so I have a makeup thing. And he always does, like, the eyeliner and the makeup, and it doesn't look like crazy 80s yeah. makeup. It looks like makeup that like, a person would actually wear. Or even a woman who moves around a lot. Like, she probably has a makeup case that she carries with her all the time. It's not extensive. Exactly. It doesn't go crazy. It's 
liner, some shadow, mascara, a little bit of blush, and some lipstick. And that's it. Well, but she's, I mean, she's a spy. She has to go undercover. She wears a lot of wigs. Mm-hmm. And so she would know that the right kind of uh, accented makeup can change your appearance. Yeah. I, like, genuinely cannot read Ferrist because the artist cannot handle makeup. <laughs> he actually did, like, shadow up to their eyebrows in, oh, like, greens and God. blues, oh and it was God. the most offensive thing. <laughs> like, I have, I couldn't read it. I could not even keep reading it. It was very rageful. <laughs> like, just pay attention to fashion. It's not that hard, especially if you're an artist. Like, look things up. Quick yeah. Google for how to put on eyeliner. Uh, <laughs> But oh. thank you, Phil Noto, for noticing these things. <laughs> thank speaking, you, Phil Noto. Speaking of Google, I really enjoyed that um, the writer has been uses current or modern like slang and vernacular. At one point, she <laughs> literally calls herself the worst. And I went, hey, <laughs> I say that all the time. And it's just really nice to see in books like that I'm reading now that they're paying attention to that kind of thing, that the language changes. And if she's a modern-day superhero with modern-day friends and, you know, she has the internet... She probably knows about the worst, and I just really like that. For me, I'm an English freak. Well, agreed. Agreed. So yay makeup, yay vernacular. Vernacular, which was the thing that I Googled. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's right. I don't want to embarrass myself. And look, now I've told the story. Damn it. Oh, no. Now they know. Uh, I thought you would like this. I thought of this, though, at this moment. When Bucky throws himself out of that building at a helicopter and goes, you shot at Natasha. That was your last act on Earth, pal. It was so Bucky. And I was like, oh, Beatrice must have loved that. I did, in fact, love that. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. <laughs> My ovaries were, like, all excited. I mean, Bucky is very capable. And we do love the competency porn. It's yes, getting favorite. things done, doing it well. Mm. All right. All right. All right, guys. Well, Black Widow, four thumbs up. Four. All of the thumbs. All of the thumbs. All of the thumbs. I mean, eight thumbs up. <laughs> so read it with us. Yeah, guys. Definitely check it out. We uh, we really did enjoy that. So, now, guys, it is time for Game Bangers. <laughs> <laughs> this is the new title of our gaming section, Let Game Bangers. Let me tell you why we picked it. We picked it because every time we made Shelby read through the list, that's the one where she giggled uncontrollably. <laughs> So, and we like things that make us giggles. Um, yeah. So. Well, because we're all 12, perpetually. It's true. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, as a reminder, guys. <laughs> it's penal. Okay. Penal. You said penile, and I almost died. <laughs> it's okay, your penile. This is your pen pin situation. Okay, buddy? Let's focus on game bangers. <laughs> <laughs> this may have been a mistake. <laughs> Technical <Yeah>. error. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, as of uh, our game last month, B leads all players with one victory. And yes. As a reminder, uh, for our first season, uh, the first person to five total victories gets a special prize. What's so the guys, prize? Do we know yet? Um, it is a secret. God, that means there's no prize. That, yeah. Yet. You can't prove it. <laughs> so, Only because it's impossible to prove the absence of something. Wow. <laughs> I cannot prove the... <laughs> what do you mean, all the stones? We are world? doubling up on the nerdum currently. <laughs> oh my Wait, god. I'm I gotta do my favorite exactly now. We're like, if we're referencing, are you a witch or not? Yes. No, no, we're referencing when Luna, Love, uh, Luna Lovegood's dad is talking to Hermione and he's like, you can't, how do you know that the resurrection stone doesn't exist? You know, and she's like, well, you know, whatever she says. And then he goes, well, prove it doesn't. And she's like, in her head, literally, <laughs> like, she has this, like, whole paragraph of ranty, rantiness where she's like, how do you mean I can't look at every stone in the world? 
and whatever. I get scared that you explain to me what part that was. Like, I don't know. She's explaining? I'm explaining for the audience. If yes. they don't know, they need to catch up or hey, maybe hey. listen Make to Make better life podcast. choices. We love you all, listeners. We do but love if you, you don't read Harry Potter. Read some Harry Potter, though. I'm very sad in your It's really life. good very for your sad. brain. Mm-hmm. All right, kids. Are we ready? Are we ready for Game Bangers? <laughs> game Bangers! <laughs> So this month, you will all be tested on how well you know what your heroes are saying in the MCU. Each question is a line of dialogue from a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie or one-shot. I have a bad feeling, you guys. I'm going to lose again. <laughs> uh, if you don't know, Monica has really uh, a difficulty remembering song lyrics. I She do. can never remember any song lyrics. I so get, I feel like... like da, 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 da. And I am just <laughs> ball every time. I feel like you guys have seen these movies enough. <laughs> Actually, yeah. yeah. I think I've seen them the least. So. Yes! I mean, no. oh. rude. Well, then, okay. you may be in for a we'll very apologize. rude awakening. So, All right, let's do um, I can do what I want. <clears throat> every question is a line of dialogue from a movie or a one shot, nothing from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, and is worth a maximum of three points. If you can name the speaker of the line without a hint, you get two points. If you can identify who that person said the line to, you get that elusive third point. If you ask for a hint, I'll tell you who the line was spoken to, and then your answer becomes worth a single point. All questions have been randomized, so don't blame me (coughs) if you're stuck on a hard one. We have 14 (coughs) questions each, so let's spin the wheel of death to see who goes first. Okay, so that was my question. How do we know? Two. Damn it. Well, I go first. Yay. (laughs) So our order here, um, we're going to start with Jackie, and then we're going to go to Monica, and then we're going to go to Beatrice. So I'm going to read the line to you, you tell me who said it, and if you can think of who they said it to, you get three points. And we're not supposed to just shout this out. No. Um, you correct. could, but you would be giving them the All answer. Right. So <laughs> do, that. do it as you like. So Jackie, first difficult. question is for you. inside. I can't. Line number one. I was having 12% of a moment. Who said it? Uh, it was um, Pepper. Correct. And she said it to <laughs> Tony. full names? I'm just saying. No. Pepper Potts to Tony Stark. <laughs> Correct. Question. <laughs> Question. Yeah, look, I got those three points, okay? <laughs> Don't be pedantic. Look, I can promise you nothing. I think someone's looking for bonus points in the vocabulary. Uh, Question area. number two, Monica. Yeah, I'm here. Let me put you on hold. Are you kidding me? <laughs> she has 12% of a moment and I get let me put you on hold? Ah, uh, I can answer that. The question is... Uh, have been randomized. I refer you to my. Can you give it to me in the tone without me losing any kind of pointage? All right. Imagine a phone oh, tucked God. between my ear like this. This is a hint. That is. Let hint. me put you on hold. Oh, it's Natasha. Rom- nope. It's yes, Natasha Romanoff talking to Coulson while he's on the helicarrier as she's about to beat the crap out of three Russian mobsters. You don't get extra points for the. <laughs> I would like extra points for the detail. <laughs> also, you didn't say Coulson's full name. It's you Phil don't need to. Agent Philip Coulson. Okay, buddy. You guys we have a lot to go through. Is it J? I was gonna say G, like it was the same as Steve's, and he no. he would die. But no, guys, we're done. Beatrice. <laughs> it seems to be powered by some sort of electricity. Uh, that would be said by Steve Rogers to Tony Stark. Correct. That Jack- was unfairly perfect for her. <laughs> Jackie, fondue is just cheese and bread, my friend. <laughs> Um, yeah, I have no idea. You want the hint? Yes. It was said to Steve Rogers. Still have no idea. All right, that was Howard Stark to Steve Rogers. We don't get to, like, take the points? You do not. Oh, man. We need buzzers. I want the opportunity to make somebody's point. (laughs) You guys are awful. Shh. Look. Monica? Yes, I'm here. 
I got a ride. I could use a boost, though. <gasps> oh, it's Natasha Romanoff again, talking to Steve Rogers, about to jump on the back of a flying Chitari vehicle in Avengers. Again. On the bridge. Next to Too much Central, detail. Ron knows Too much. the fight. <laughs> Too much detail. IB? Yes. Next time, baby. <laughs> okay, that is, uh, that's Rhodey. Uh, oh, oh, I know. And he's not actually talking to a person. He's talking to uh, an Iron Man suit. That's correct. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> this might be a fight to the death for you. Yeah. Right? Jackie, you, I swear to God, I'll dismantle you. I'll soak your motherboard, turn you into a wine rack. Oh, it's Tony. And he's talking to um, the computer. Has, no? Okay. Uh, the... Yeah, I know. The thing. And what is its name? He was telling it it's going to go to community college. <laughs> uh, Why would he be sending it to community college? Is it because he is... Whose team are you on? I'm on, <laughs> I'm on I Love This Game team. Aww, this is I where know. it becomes obvious that Jackie's never read uh, Monica and I's favorite fanfics. Sci-Fi Girl 47. Apparently. All right. Uh, that's to Dummy. Mm-hmm. Um, D-U-M-Dash. You get the two points. Uh, Monica, the scene, you did. I was so proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> Monica, your third question. I'm again ready. Ugh, that thing was squeezing my brain. Oh, Maria Hill in the van after she tasered that guy and saved. <laughs> Lovely. Who did she say it to? Oh, she said it to the group of them: Natasha and Sam and Steve in the back of the van. Right before she, right after she tasered that guy and saved everyone. I'm gonna go ahead and say you people have watched these movies. They've <laughs> <laughs> watched them. That so is much, untrue, you guys. and there's no number that you can reach that is too much. Also, it's not like Monica and I have a cap count in our kitchen of the we number of times we've seen Winter Soldier. <coughs> in theaters, is all I'm saying. All right, we have a lot of these to get through, guys. Sorry, I swear right, sorry. Stop <laughs> ragging, Beatrice. All right, Beatrice, uh, you and I remember Budapest very differently. <laughs> okay. Are you kidding me right now? Uh, hang on. It's uh, Clint Barton said that to Natasha Romanoff. Correct. I mean, Where that's the hardest in what movie? Oh, my God. You don't, you don't have, have to do that. that. <laughs> All right, Jackie. Oh my God, that was really violent. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> right, Can you phone a friend? Your hint. <laughs> yeah, it was said to Tony Stark. Um, I'm gonna go with Steve Rogers. No, I'm sorry. It was Pepper. It was after she killed the dude at the end of Iron Man Three. Yeah, she I had hate the, that the, movie. Oh, come on! I love that movie. I love that movie. Especially that part. Monica. Yep. When you brought a 90-pound asthmatic onto my army base, I let it slide. I figured, what the hell? Maybe it'll be useful to you, like a gerbil. I never thought you'd pick him. You put a needle in that kid's arm, it's going to go right through him. It's actually probably a pretty difficult one, but... Yeah. It's Tommy Lee Jones' character, who's a general, whose name I am blanking on, but he was talking to Stanley Tucci's character, who's a scientist. Wow, you can't come up with wow. either of the names. Oh my god. I'm so disappointed in this your life right now. This is an embarrassment. It's from Captain America. It's because America. I know what it's from. It's from Captain America. They're out on the yard. He's doing push-ups. It's really sad. Um, <laughs> Erskine. He said it to Erskine. And Tommy Lee Jones' character's name is the delightful Tommy Lee Jones. And that's uh, it. No. Okay. I'm going to give you one point for Erskine. <laughs> Colonel Phillips. Damn it. That's right. Sniper. All right, B. Yeah. She doesn't get any points, though, right? She does not. Okay. That guy's brain is a bag full of cats. <laughs> you can smell crazy on him. Uh, that would be Bruce Banner. Uh, who said that to? I feel like the room at large, but True. probably like Thor. The room at large. Who is was in the room at large? 
Where were they? What movie? Oh my god, it does not matter, but we do know. It is a competition after all. Helicopter? I'm gonna call it what I want. You should have seen her face, you guys. (laughs) That was great. I think I killed a puppy. I'm not really sure. I have to breathe through it. Jackie? Uh huh. Just call us Shield. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, It was said two pepper pots. Um, okay. Uh, we're gonna go with Tony. Oh my god, think about the situation! Who would be saying that to Pepper Potts and why? That would be Phil Colson. <laughs> also, if you had glanced at her, she was like doing her Phil Colson dance. Like, I know what her Phil Colson dance looks like. Wow, Do you know me at all? You're a terrible friend. Monica? Yes, I'm I'm sorry, this is the fun V. The humdrum V is back there. Tony Stark to Rhodey in Afghanistan right before he blew up and got all that shrapnel in his heart and then had to have the thing with the arc reactor. Oh my god. Hermione? <laughs> Could you please recite the rest of the movie? I can, do you want me to do it from the start? I, I love that movie. Not. I could do it Beatrice. Yes. Uh-huh. No hard feelings, point break. You got a mean swing. Oh, that would be Tony Stark to Thor. <laughs> all right. So after uh, five questions each, um, Jackie is at five points. Woohoo! Uh, Monica is at 13 points. And B has a perfect score at 15 God points. Yes. Damn it! Killing it! Alright, guys, we're about a third of the way I'm through the game, you. so uh, strap in. <laughs> to gang game bangers? Game oh, bangers. Game bangers. Whatever, do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie? Is this a show for children? It's not for. No, we no, got a D. No. <laughs> Jackie, I'm from Fresno, Ace. Yes. Okay, yeah, that's the guy in Captain America who yes. is an Asian man. Yes, mm-hmm. correct. Who's got a name? <laughs> oh my god, if you can pull out this name, I will be so impressed. I'll give you five dollars. Five whole dollars. There is absolutely no way I'm going to remember this name. Uh, do you want the hint? Yeah. To Dum Dum Dugan. Yeah, no. I still don't know. Uh, Maria. Jim Jim Marita. Jim Marita. Okay, the fact that I remembered where it was. It's Kenneth's favorite part of that entire film. Well, because he's from Fresno. <laughs> I thought we said we wouldn't mention that. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Who must Sorry, not John. be named? Who must podcast. not be named? Sorry, John. Monica, yes. hey, you want to have a rousing discussion about truth, honor, patriotism? <laughs> oh my god, why would you give it to her? God bless America. <laughs> <laughs> that was Loki mm-hmm. pretending to be Captain America to Thor and the best on thing- Asgard in Thor 2 as their escape. <laughs> and the best part about that is Jackie loves Loki and I hate him. And that question really should have been hers. I knew the Jim Marita question. It's true. We could have switched. We could have. Next time, collusion. Shall we? B? I do anything and everything Mr. Stark requires, including occasionally taking out the trash. Will that be all? Uh, that would be the lovely Pepper Potts to um, the reporter. Oh God, what is her name? her name is... I hope you don't get it so that our score will be even. Um, uh, Christine? Ooh! No, wow! Amazing! Anyone could be named yes, <laughs> Everhart, by the way, she works for Vanity Fair. Uh, here's a gimme, I hope, Jackie. <laughs> yes. I'm here excited. to talk to you about the Avenger Initiative. Um, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can I give her a hint? No! I think it's Coulson. Mm, so close, though. Uh, I was gonna say, it's, it's at the... Tony Stark? The super Ooh. end of Iron Man 1. Super, super end. Like, past the end. Like, past uh, the end. No, I don't remember. Who else would be saying it? Use your head. It's two Tony Stark. We'll give you that clue. Okay. Yes. But who else in that world would be saying something about the Avengers Initiative? To Tony, Tony Stark. To Tony Stark. Oh, um, uh, <laughs> no, I'll catch that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm the literal. 
Can you get a half a point? I am subtracting a point for that answer. <laughs> oh my god. Also, Nick Fury, his name is Nick Fury. Nick, there we go. I, All think, right. I think producer John is going to die. Yeah, producer John has actually hidden his head <laughs> in his t-shirt. He's laughing so hard. Like, I'm a really visual person. Alright <laughs> <laughs> kids, you got to pick up the pace. Okay, okay. Alright. Monica, either yeah. one of you know where the Smithsonian is? I'm here to pick up a fossil. <laughs> Josh Romanoff speaking to Sam Wilson and Steve Rogers from her Corvette after they met for the first time in their meet-cute in the romantic You're comedy so Captain America 2. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I just like to be thorough. Be. Yes. Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've caught me doing. Uh, that would be Tony Stark 2 Pepper Potts. Correct. Uh, Jackie, I'm just not the hero type. Clearly. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so about the fact that I don't know this one either. <laughs> Who is she saying it to, or he? Um, this person is saying it to Christine Everhart. Oh, okay, Tony Stark. There, there we go. go. Look at you. Uh, I listen, you guys. You did. Monica. Yep. No, we could use a little worse. Natasha again talking to Bruce after he showed up on a stolen motorcycle and clothes that were not his own. Not a motorcycle, I think. I believe it was like a Vespa. No, there are no extra motorcycle. points for this, people. <laughs> it was a motorcycle. I will fight you. Stop it, guys. Look. A Vespa. B. Yes. Like the whole could fit on a Vespa. Hail Hydra. remember this uh senator's name um i know he said it to um i'm so glad she got this oh my god i'm gonna die i'll give you one point for the senator if you but give me the other guy's name what's wrong with me i love this guy i I sure thought you did Okay, I'm, I'm gonna have to give up. I can't, I can't get it. The agent Sitwell. Sitwell! Damn it! I can't I mean, she doesn't get a point for the for senator. For the senator? Come on, I don't get a point for Tommy Lee Jones, the delightful Tommy Lee Jones. You said he was she... a general, but this guy was a colonel. Oh my god! What's the name of that actor who is the senator? Mm. But Tommy I should Lee get Jones a point more... for Tommy Lee Jones. This isn't about actor. Man! Collusion! Again! Also, also, Shelby makes the rules. Shelby makes the rules. Shelby's not my god. She's mine. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, look at Shelby. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, Jackie. Is that a new sign-off? Do if we you just have a new sign-off? If if the difference is one point, then we'll we'll do a playoff. All right, fair, fair. Okay. I accept your terms. Okay, Jackie. Mm-hmm. Sir, I'm gonna have to ask you to exit the donut. <laughs> the donut. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie, seriously, you gotta do a rewatch. <laughs> Weekend, we're gonna go watch the movies together. Yes, apparently, uh, oh no, no, I'm a liar. All day I'm Saturday. Be, well, I'm gonna be at Geek Girl Con. Look, uh, hey, if you guys are at Geek Girl Con, come say hi. I'm the girl with purple hair in a wheelchair. It's pretty hard to miss me. <laughs> also, who said that thing? I have no idea. Don't try to stall. Okay, fine. Uh, who do you say to? To Tony Stark. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Nick Fury. I bet you guys. I bet you guys. I bet you guys. <laughs> You're going to get all the Nick Fury ones. I've gotten all Natasha. I'm not sad about that. Monica, you know, the last time I was in Germany and saw a man standing above everybody else, we ended up disagreeing. My heart literally started beating This is faster. so... <laughs> that was Steve Rogers as Captain America speaking to Loki in Germany. Why does she get all those? In Avengers. 
being Blame awesome. the randomization factor. It wasn't me. It was the internet. The internet knows I love Cap. Shelby. So, B, this might be a little bit of a harder one. Oh, Jesus. Um, God, I hope you're not crazy. Oh, man. One more time? God, I hope you're not crazy. She does get a lot of hard ones. I hope you're not crazy. She, she can get them, though, usually. Oh! I got it. Don't look at my face. <laughs> Go for a hint. Okay, give me a hint. This was said to Thor. Okay, that would probably be by Jane, then. <sighs> Correct. Yeah. Oh, nice yeah, yeah. They love nice that movie. Jackie? Mm-hmm. May I say how refreshing it is to finally see you on a video with your clothing on? <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel say, like, say that last word again. Sir. Oh, that's important. That's a key part. That's a, that's a little hint for you. Um, I can't think of anyone who is in videos naked. Oh, my God. <laughs> Who's the most likely candidate from the Avengers to, to have be wound naked up on, YouTube on YouTube naked? Tony Stark said it to... Mm-hmm. No, Tony. Tony would never call anyone sir. <laughs> no, that's no. right. Um, someone is calling. Someone some... said it to Tony Stark. Correct. And the someone is. Who would call Tony Stark sir? Colson. <laughs> oh my God! He <laughs> would like die you know, first. <laughs> yeah, he would literally bullet to the mouth first. I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. You're getting all the. <laughs> that would be Jarvis. That would be Jarvis. Okay, there we go. All right, <laughs> Monica. Never has an enemy escaped my watch until this day. I want to know how it happened. Heimdall, the beautiful Idris Elba, mm-hmm. speaking to Thor. Correct. I don't get too. any Thor ones. I know, Thor's your favorite. This is crazy. <clears throat> Luck of the draw. I'm sorry, guys. Okay. You better call it blank, because I'm starting to root for this guy. <laughs> okay, that would be Clint Barton speaking to Colson. Ah, the moment of fandom was born. <laughs> right? No? 40 seconds. 47 seconds they spent together. Not even on three. How many fakes? All right, time to check the score. We're two-thirds of the way through the game. You guys, I love this game. It's way better than last week's game. Jackie, you have seven points. Woohoo! I got a whole two. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's eye patch guy, right? <laughs> Monica, you have 28 points. I'm going to hack into IMDb and change it all of those <laughs> to eye patch guy. And B, you have 26 points. Oh, damn it! Oh, I'm lacking! Monica has taken over the lead. All right, guys, we've got... Four more questions each. That was an on-purpose bump. I'm a little superstitious. Jackie. Mm-hmm. I don't see why you need to concern yourself. I can't imagine he'll succeed, uh, again. <gasps> Who is he saying it to? A Red Skull. Oh. This is a hard one, and I'm sorry. No idea. Uh, that is, uh, Zola. There we go. That is a tough one. That That's is a tough one? <laughs> I got, I got the scene, but I couldn't think of Zola's name. Mm. Alright, some of these are getting a little harder. Apparently. Monica, oh, you're- Oh, good. <laughs> It's perfect for you, Jane. <laughs> so excited. I'm ready. Your Patsy is legendary. In fact, when I think of the word Patsy, I think of you. It's Philip Coulson talking to Jasper Sitwell in the second Marvel one-shot called The Consultant. There you go. You get negative one point. <laughs> kissing up. I wasn't kissing <laughs> up. I'm just, I couldn't remember which ones we actually had. Do we have to say what movie it's in? No. no. All right, I was just doing that the We've whole time. We've said like cool, five cool. times. Good show, Jasper Coulson. You can cut that right, John. No. <laughs> John. John. Beatrice? Yes. You know, I know a few techniques that can help you manage that anger effectively. Mm, is it said to Bruce Banner? I'll give you the hint, and the hint is that it's said to Betty Ross. Oh, okay. Then probably it was Bruce saying it. Correct. <laughs> That's from The Incredible, which we don't watch because you don't like it. I watch it. I think I've seen it all the once. The windows are really fogged up. <laughs> <laughs> We're so, We're so high, high, guys. Jackie, I'm an out-of-work actor, love. You've no idea what I'm capable of. 
And thanks to the CBS network, I'm pretty good with a handgun. This is really hard, and I'm so sorry. This is really this is deep cut. Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea. It's from a one-shot. Oh, I don't think I've even seen the one-shot, to be honest. Can we duke it out for the points? No, no one gets the points. All right, fine. You know what? If I don't get them, no one does. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is Trevor Slattery, a.k.a. Trevor, the Mandarin. Trevor Slattery? Um, or my Okay, okay, yeah. Okay. Um, and I'm really sorry about this, Jackie, because this she gets a really easy one after this one. Monica. God damn it. <laughs> from Thor. Uh, well, it's not from Thor, but I think everyone can get this. So, Monica, I'm just a kid from Brooklyn. Jesus oh Christ. Oh, my God. Again, and my heart. heart. Oh, my God. I may I may be having some trouble, just you guys. The that, it's Steve Rogers. He's talking to the Red Skull. Correct. Beatrice? Yes? If you're going to fight a war, you got to wear a uniform. Okay. That would be Steve Rogers to uh, Sam Wilson. Correct. I'm laughing that we've got two Steve Rogers <laughs> quotes one after another. Jackie, you may need to petition about a little bit of collusion. <laughs> Again, I'm sorry. Oh, um, <laughs> no. Whatever happens tomorrow, you must promise me one thing, that you will stay who you are, not a perfect soldier, but a good man. Look at us. It's probably said to Steve Rogers. True. Nailed it. I'll give you a point for that. Who did the saying? Who would have said that to him? No idea. <laughs> that would be Stanley Tucci's character from Captain America. I think John Peagle may actually fly across the table at you, Jackie. <laughs> Whatever, John. John. Monica? Yeah. I prefer not to throw it and risk the gun accidentally going off. Maybe I could slide it over? <laughs> to two robbers in a thing I don't have to name because I'm being glared at. Correct. B. Yes. Faster, ladies. Come on. My grandmother has more life in her. God rest her soul. I move it. That would be uh, the fabulous Peggy Carter to a bunch of grunts. Absolutely. All right. I mean, last, I know the name of the one shot. Last question, everybody. You guys, maybe I'll get this. <laughs> Come on. I believe in you, Jackie. I feel good about this one for you. <laughs> Whoa. Does he need CPR? Because I totally know CPR. <laughs> It's from Thor. It's from Thor. I know. And that's why I'm like, why don't I know this? Oh, duh. It's Darcy. Yes! Um, and she's talking to Thor. Or mm-hmm. she's talking about Thor. She's talking to... about Thor to Jane? Yeah. Very good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yay! That's your first full three points since the very first question. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's really, I like to go out with a bang. Okay? And... In Game Bangers. <laughs> oh. Apropos for your last one. I don't want to kill anyone. I don't like bullies. I don't care where they're from. Steve Rogers, talking to Erskine. Correct. The three points. Mm. I Beatrice? love that, man. Yes. You could have had the power of gods, yet you wear a flag on your chest and think you fight a battle of nations. I've seen the future, blank. There are no flags. That would be the Red Skull talking to Steve Rogers. Correct. Yay, we all got our last one. Yeah. Yay! Good job, everyone. Um, the tiebreakers, if you guys were interested. I never wanted the throne. I ever wanted to be your equal. Loki. Two. To Thor. Very good. And lastly, shout this one out if you know it. It's pretty difficult. I want you guys to think about it. Oh. Who the hell is Bucky? Steve <laughs> <laughs> Rogers, Captain America. No, that would be Bucky. Oh, no, it's Bucky. Bucky Steve Rogers <laughs> in Captain America 2. We'll share that point. Okay. One and a half, one and a half. All right, guys. Final scores... Just some fast math over there. In third place with 11 points. <laughs> Poor Jackie. Double digits, man. Double Jackie digits. with the no prize. Um, and squeaking out a victory, 40 to 36. Monica, congratulations. Oh, man. Yeah. man, the way you said that, I thought she'd somehow stolen it from me, and I was going to flip this giant ass Thor sized table. 
Another. No, not another. No, I want to win one. And I did it. <laughs> Alright guys, so that brings our season totals up to Monica 1, B1. Yeah. Jackie's still looking to score. <laughs> Look, next time's going to be my game. Obviously. Yes. It was your game for the first half of the first one. It's true. And then this kid came from behind. It's true. She did. Like I just did today. Oh my god, look at you guys, dark horses. Alright guys, moving on to uh, the last segment for today. Yes. Uh, we got some letters from the mailbag. So. Oh my god, you guys, people so wrote us excited. letters. So excited about Let's, fan mail. We love, Thank you to our two fan people. We so, love letters. Oh, yeah. letters. Send us more things. Messages on Tumblr, tweets on Twitter, to our email. Okay. Our first one is from Artless in California. And he says, I have a dilemma. I love superheroes and comic stories, but I can't get into reading comic books. I'd be happy to read a novelization, but somehow the comic book format has never grabbed me. I've given it a couple shots in my life. Can you suggest anything for me to read that might be an easy entrance into the world of comics? I want to learn about the various universes without being forced to wait for a movie. What do you think, ladies? I, um, I think that sometimes... It's not easy to get into a different sort of language. That's true. I know that B, you were kind of talking about that earlier. Yeah, that I was. I was likening it to when you start reading a play or watching a movie that's written in Shakespearean dialogue. Uh, it's literally almost a completely different language that you have to give your brain time to adjust um, so that it starts sounding like actual words and you can really listen and absorb all the meaning. So I would say just give yourself time when you start reading a comic. Take it slow and make sure that you're paying as much attention as you can, and and really be patient with yourself because it might not make as much sense at first as you'd like it to. I would also really recommend something that's more um, like a novel. Mm -hmm. Um, So something like Why the Last Man um, by Brian K. Vaughn is something that you can really jump into because it doesn't have a lot of continuity to it because it's not part of a larger universe. Mm -hmm. It's just within itself. But it's written more like a novel. so It's It's definitely more chapters. Exactly, and so it's very more like that mindset so it's a little bit easier kind of shallow end of the pool situation mm-hmm. plus it's really good <laughs> i mean there is that as well uh, also something to think about is uh, if your problem is getting over the hump of the art itself like you're not used to looking at pages and pages of art um is to find an artist that you really like you know take some time do some research um find someone whose style that's really engrossing that makes you want to go seek out something that that they, that they do. And, you know, for me, um, I would recommend The Batwoman by Greg Rucka and J.H. Williams. And the art on that is just spectacular. So Beyond. if you don't like that, uh, we can't help you. We can't help you. I'm kind of along the lines of what Beatrice was saying is <clears throat> you have to remember you're not reading a book. And if all you've been doing is reading a book, it's hard to transition into something that is more than 50% about looking at a picture while reading. I know when I switch from novels to comics, it always takes me about a half an issue to remember I have to pay attention to the drawing as well, and I end up confused and I have to go back and start over, so as Beatrice said, you want to go slow and you want to remember to look at the art in the panels. Mm -hmm. It does seem like it's just pretty and there, but it is a big part of the storytelling science of comic books. Um, I would recommend for you... My first comic book, Mouse, it's a great story. It's outside of any larger universe, but it's relatable because it's set in World War II and it's about something that you probably already know. And it'll be easy, I think, to jump in and get involved in the story. 
Um, if you're if you're looking to sort of get your toes wet in superhero continuity, but not jump into something that has forty years of backstory, <laughs> uh, I would recommend Alias uh, by Brian Michael Bendis. So good. Which not only has some really great art, it's it's a really great story. It sort of is on the fringes of Marvel continuity, so uh, you get, you'll, you will see some characters in there who are attached to the Avengers. But you don't actually need to know more than I think anybody who exists in the universe today would, would know. Yeah, like, if you've got the movies down. Yeah, like you know who Captain America is, you know who Daredevil is, <clears throat> vaguely, you know there's a person out there named Ant-Man. And all of the other sort of recurring uh, characters get introduced as if they're new. So when you meet Jessica Drew, when you meet Carol Danvers, uh, when you meet Luke Cage, they introduce them in the story as if they're brand new. So you don't need to have read, you know... 30 years of heroes for hire to understand oh this is who luke cage is and you just move on from there and it's a and it's also a really great story it's very yeah. novel like also yeah mm-hmm. it's got a very um deep kind of storyline mm-hmm. and cool twists and turns and stuff so so that's from go. marvel's rated r line it is yes <laughs> max. max it has one of my favorite panels in it which i won't tell you because i want it to be a surprise but yes but it's uh a great panel. read but, that thing yeah starring jessica <clears throat> jones she drinks too much and smokes too much swears a lot swears a lot uh, she's like also her. coming to netflix which is holy crap god so amazing. So Artless in California, those are our recommendations for you. Thank you for writing in, and uh, we hope you tell us about your first comic book experience. Yeah, write back. Let us know. And our second piece of mail comes from someone named Nick. He says, I had a good conversation with a friend about the lack of a Wonder Woman movie. Uh, his position was that he wanted a movie made even if it was going to be bad. He went as far to say even if it was Green Lantern bad, Ooh, he still bad. wanted one. I agree. That's pretty terrible. My position was I would prefer that they didn't make one at all, especially if it was going to be bad. I'm wondering about your thoughts on whether a shitty Wonder Woman movie would be a good idea or not. I think any Wonder Woman movie is amazing. Um, I know that... The way that the universe works right now, um, if we do have a bad superhero woman movie, like, say, Catwoman. Um, <laughs> Catwoman. Catwoman. Which is the one everyone always points to. Well, that's the thing, is everyone always points to it and says, this, this is why is women, yeah. you know, female superheroes can't work. So that would be a bummer, but I just kind of feel like getting anything out there would be really great, and I think spending any money on Wonder Woman makes me happy. I disagree. I also disagree. I reject the premise. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. How many... We've seen, what, five Spider-Man movies in the last 12 yep. years? We've mm-hmm. seen how many Batman movies? Oh my um, god, since... so many Batman movies. And so what I'm saying is, yeah, I want to see a bad Wonder Woman movie. I also want to see a mediocre Wonder Woman movie. I want to see a C- TV series that goes on five seasons too long. I want to see <laughs> the iconic movie that, that gets made that everyone loves and I want to, I want to compare it to the bad movie. I want to have 16 different Wonder Womans to talk about. Yeah. Yes. So make the shitty movie. But make a good movie. As well. As well. Make yeah. 10 movies. I, I disagree but in a different direction. I worry that if they do make a bad Wonder Woman movie that it will be pointed to and we will not get one for another forever. I don't even know what year the delightful Linda Carter Wonder Woman show was on but we haven't had anything since then. So I feel like at this moment, because we can't really trust DC with this kind of thing, I unless they're willing to sink really a lot of money and make sure they get a good writer and it's done really well, yes, I do kind that. of want them to not do anything. Well, I, I, the I, ironic I, thing is that the Linda Carter Wonder Woman it wasn't that great. It's not that good. No, no. but it's it doesn't matter mm-hmm. because it was super popular in the seventies. 
that's like the definitive show. I mean, everyone remembers, oh, the Wonder Woman, Linda Carter show. Everyone, everyone remembers thing. it fondly. It was really popular. It was really, really, really well rated. And so All right, you might be changing my mind right here in this podcast. You're telling me 40, 40 years later, you can't make something at least that good or that popular? That's I mean, not I'm, Wonder Woman's I'm fault. I'm not entirely sure DC can be trusted to make something even Arrow's like fun, that. guys. Look, and a lot. Do you of- say that you have to get halfway through a first season for it to be fun? I watched six episodes and I was out. But yeah. I, I, <laughs> I didn't like Arrow, but I saw the pilot of The Flash, and it was really good. So I'm super down with The Flash. So maybe they're on an upswing. I do kind of want to like figure out how to watch Arrow. Is that weird? I think you have to. I'll send you a list. This yeah. is a side note. Shelby gave me a list on Twitter. John and I actually both, and it it looks like I it think might I be favorited the best way. it so because the second it. season is a lot better. Yeah. Anyway, the point being. Maybe Shelby's right, and we just need all of the Wonder Woman things. Good ones, bad ones, amazing ones. More, I think, Wonder Woman merch would also be helpful, because I know I would like to wear an entire outfit made of Wonder Woman's face. Shelby is wearing a Wonder Woman belt right now. Jack, oh my god, Beatrice has Wonder Woman on her sh- t-shirt. I have Rat Queens on my shirt, by the way, so, you know. My shirt is gray. I'm like... I also brought my Black Widow hoodie, because you can never have too much merch. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess our point is Nick. Is that we also disagree across the board, but at this point, it is ridiculous that a Wonder Woman movie isn't even in treatment. So yeah, I feel like we we, we don't shut up until they make one, and if it sucks, we continue to not shut up until they make another one, and we just keep doing that until they make one that we love. I'm at the point where I want Marvel to back up a money truck to DC and go, hey, give us that Wonder Woman girl. We'd, we'd like you know, to Marvel needs to take care of their own business. You're yes. not wrong. You're not wrong. Okay, we Black need a Widow Black movie. Widow movie. Or Carol Danvers. Oh Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. I feel like Captain Marvel would fit so well, especially, especially with after. Guardians of the Galaxy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, that's Anyways. a whole other Hope situation. that helped. Thanks for your letter, Nick. Nick, person we don't know at all. <laughs> so, guys, <laughs> if you want to get your letter read on air, if you have questions, comments, complaints, suggestions, or an amazing brownie recipe, please drop us a line. Oh my god, I love brownies. Yes. Food in general. Getinterrupted at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at getinterrupted. That's two R's, one P. I spell it wrong every time. <laughs> it's important to do that one, right? Uh, also Tumblr, right? We're on Tumblr? We are now on Tumblr. Um, it'll be a couple of days and we will be back on Tumblr. Okay. <laughs> I did a thing and must now fix it. Okay. All right. So that about wraps up our show for today. Um, I want to thank our producer, John. 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 And our flagship station, Night of Living Geeks, Woo! home to our podcast and many other fine sister podcasts. And that is at notlg.com. We just got some forums started, so come join the conversation. Please come talk to us. Uh, we also want to give a shout out to Amy Watkins at Power Up Collage. Yes. Who has provided the awesome artwork for our site. So, so check good, out our guys. icons. Uh, that's all her. So check out her Etsy shop. She has great stuff in that shop. Art for your walls. It's amazing. And lastly, um, our iTunes link is up. So yeah, please, just today. Please subscribe. Just search for Girls Interrupting, and uh, that's us. And you'll <laughs> find us, and you can subscribe to make sure you get all of the episodes yeah. always. They'll just show up on your phone or computer. It'll be great. It's like magic, guys. Spend some time together. So please, join us next month as we will be reading Rat Queen. Yes. Yeah! Rat Queen. You guys are going to love it so much, I promise. Just read it. Just go get all of them right now. It's not going to be a mistake. All of them. You're going to love it. First trade is out uh, at your local comic book store. Yeah. Bring that home for me, please. I'll do that. Yes. All right, guys. So thanks for joining us. We've been Girls Interrupting. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Come back. We have snacks. Night of the Living Peak.